0: Hello, baseball, beer, and binds fan. I should I say beer, baseball, and binds? That's the right combination, right? This is Steve Carpenter. I'm the Chief Supply Chain Officer for Yakima Chief Hops. And our special guest today from Coronado Brewing in beautiful San Diego, California, is Bart Gumpert, who's the Innovation Brewer at Coronado. Welcome to the show, Bart.
1: Hey, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, down there in Padre lands, holy cow, are they having a season or what?
1: Well, slam Diego down here. The yeah. morning, the bats, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, they're slamming so often that even the the young rookie out there at shortstop gets in a little bit of trouble once in a while, right?
1: I don't know. You would have never guessed you'd get in trouble <laughs> for him too many dingers, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I guess there's an unwritten rule. You're supposed to let those 3-0 and pitches go by when you have a big lead. But, uh, uh, no, they're fun to watch. Uh, I uh, am a, uh, as our listeners know, I'm a very loyal traveler down to spring training in Peoria where the Seattle Mariners and the San Diego Padres share a ballpark. So I, I get to see San Diego on a pretty regular basis down there. And, uh do you get down to spring training often, Bart?
1: I have not. Not since I was a child. Yeah. Uh, being from the East Coast, I used to go down to Florida and catch the spring training games. Yeah. Uh, but I have not since I have been on the West Coast. It's about four years out here now, so I'm I'm still. But who who knows what will happen next spring training? Hopefully we're uh, back to normal.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully. Uh, I saw the last spring training game before they booted us all out because of the uh, COVID virus. Uh, But, uh, yeah, if you make it down there in the next year or two, you'll have to let me know. I'd love to get together with you and, and have a beer and watch some baseball. All right, those are the two best things in the world right there. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, usually I've got Joe Catron joining me, and we have this little thing going on up here in the Yakima Valley right now called Hop Harvest, and uh, unfortunately for Joe, he got caught up down at the lower end of the valley and and couldn't make it here on time. So, Bart, it's just me and you today, but uh, I'm sure we'll find plenty to talk about.
1: Yes, sir. I mean, it's definitely a good season to talk about baseball and certainly plenty of talk to in the world of beer.
0: Yep, absolutely, and appreciate very much, uh, Bart, sending up some weekend vibes, Uh, a wonderful IPA that you folks make that's uh, got some hops that are near and dear to us here at Yakima Chief Hops, Uh, Mosaic Citroen Simcoe. I poured a, a small glass here and took a sip a minute ago. What an amazing rendition of a West Coast IPA. Outstanding job.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Love to hear it. we got a, a great team down here, uh, all hands on deck around that beer, and we we'll make sure we take care of that beer. It gets out to you guys nice and fresh.
0: So, uh, Bart, you're the innovation brewer there at Coronado. Tell me kind of what your job entails and uh, what, uh, what you do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Gotcha, yeah. So uh, I try to come up with a lot of our recipes that we're planning for beers, you know, a year out, a year and a half out, even sometimes two years out, um, just to keep our portfolio up to date, um, keep everything new and exciting, um, as well as kind of fill draft needs with small fun batch projects, little one-off series. So uh, I definitely think I have one of the more fun jobs for the Brew team. Um, but I try to keep everyone incorporated, and we have a good team down here, and we all kind of make sure we can stay on the cutting edge of the Brewing industry, because as you know, it's,
0: it's very important these days. Well, that's uh, to be an innovation brewer in a very innovative uh, industry, that, that's got to be a, a an amazing thing for you, and uh, uh, you guys keep us busy, because we're we're trying to keep up with you, giving you new varieties and, and new things to try to, to use in your beers to make them taste uh, good for your consumers, um, and we just... Recent released uh hbc 692 which is uh talus and uh it's it's an interesting hop it's uh a daughter of sabro so it's got some neo mexicanus uh uh genes in it and uh i i was out in about last weekend and uh was in a couple of the experimental yards and and my goodness that uh that hop has has some interesting uh, characteristics. Uh, I know Jason Peralt; uh, he affectionately calls the hop dimples because if you look at it, it has this kind of indentation on the the side of it, kind of a unique uh, looking cone. Uh, have you had a chance to try any of that in any of your beers yet, uh, Bart?
1: Uh, we have not worked that into anything yet this year. Um, I believe we might have actually tried a pint of that, or a single hot pint of that last year when we up for harvest, and that definitely uh, sparked our interest. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was that one that was similar to Sabra, but more so on the woody side of things?
0: That's. I think you're thinking of maybe 472 uh which is oh, yeah. also part yeah, of that gonna... that same yeah. family but uh has more of that woody uh oak barrel type aroma that I think matches up well with uh with dark beers uh but uh, that one we've actually had around a couple of years longer and and just haven't seen the demand that uh, we need to really release it as a variety yet but
1: uh yeah you
0: know, uh, Super
1: unique, but very awesome, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't. That case in the six seventy two is to me. Um, Mind like kind of giving me a little rundown of it?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it's very similar. It's kinda got that coconutty uh neo Mexicanus flavors to it. Maybe a little bit more pronounced even than sabro. Uh and uh it's it's just uh I, I pick up kind of a honeydew melon from it in the beers that it goes in and it it's one of those hops, you know, a lot of hops don't translate exactly from the cone to the beer. This one does. What you smell in the kiln, what you smell in your rub and sniff uh, generally will translate directly to the beer. And uh, I had a nice beer made uh, the other day with uh, primarily tallis. I'll call it tallis now. And it was uh, it was exceptional. It It's it just very unique. Um, and uh, I think Sabro was kind of a hop that was a little bit, uh, you either loved it or you hated it. And uh, Tallis yeah. is one hopefully that uh is a little bit more, a little smoother, and, and a little less uh aggressive maybe than what Sabro has been. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting some down to you and letting you try it and do a little innovation and see what you come up with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've been uh tinkering a light IPA with uh Sabro hops, and certainly in a light IPA. That hop can't really shine through there. So, like you're saying, with Sabra, it can be
0: love or hate. Yep. Maybe
1: this might be something that'll fit that beer a little bit better.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, we've got hop harvest going on up here right now. Um, I can tell you the uh, crop down in Oregon looks very good. I would say that they're happy with their yields so far, and the quality is amazing coming out of Oregon uh here in washington uh we got started about a week later uh the crop does look uh, pretty good um i think our overall our yields might be off a little bit from our five-year average uh certainly on simcoe and mosaic uh, down a little bit citra looks good um And then uh, there's a little bit of, uh, you see a little bit of of mite pressure here and there as well. But uh, what I've seen in the kilns look really good. And uh, I think we're on our way to harvesting another sound crop that uh, will go into brew kettles, hopefully in San Diego and other parts of the world. So uh, uh, we miss you guys, though. You came up for selection last year, didn't you?
1: Oh, it was an absolute blast. I was actually lucky enough to come up for my first time last year. Awesome. And uh, it it was amazing. First time being up in Yakima, and it's just a whole different world. And to be immersed in such quality beers and quality people for a couple days and really get into the nitty-gritty to think about what's going to make our product the best in years. that was a really awesome experience to be a part of. I'm very happy my – my boss and owners will allow, allow
0: us to come up that way. Yeah. Well, hopefully we see you again next year, Bart. Uh, obviously, this year with the uh, COVID situation, uh, we felt it was a lot safer to uh, attempt to bring the harvest to you. We're we're in day number three of our virtual harvest, and that's a series of uh, podcasts, a series of uh, YouTube presentations where we're attempting to uh, – uh engage our growers our staff uh and and bring the harvest to you rather than you coming up here but uh
1: we actually have a uh, harvest day with you on tuesday next week looking forward to selecting some simco
0: fantastic yeah uh but uh it's uh we'll see how it goes i much prefer you guys coming up here and just making those annual acquaintances with you and showing you around and Getting you out to the hop farms and and meeting the growers, but uh, we'll have to do a hiatus on that this year and and uh, gear up towards uh, towards next year. So, so you guys, uh, the San Diego Padres, you guys have a pretty good young ball team down there.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I feel like we've been saying it for years, and if we can just. Get the pitching around. We've always brought the bats, but it seems like this year kind of got uh, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, just made some good last-minute trades here right before the deadline. Boy, yeah, uh, you... we're 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 looking poised for a good playoff run.
0: Now you guys were uh, very active at the trade deadline, and uh, actually, uh, we're able to pick up a couple of former Seattle Mariners uh, with Austin Nola there at catcher and uh, Dan Altavilla. Uh, for your bullpen, so uh, good luck with those guys. They're good, solid ball players, and uh,
1: yeah, sorry to
0: take them. Uh, we'll see, take care of them. Okay, I appreciate that. Seattle, uh, I think is a couple years away from having a, a real competitive team. So, a couple of these guys that are having solid years and are veterans, uh, if they can go to other ball clubs that are ready for the playoffs, and and I know that San Diego's still ch- a couple games behind the Dodgers, but but certainly uh, will be in the playoffs this year. And uh, I tell you what, that shortstop you guys got, Fernando Tatis, he is fun to watch. Um, uh, Being the old guy, I can remember when his dad played. And uh, I was actually watching that game on TV. I think he was playing for the Cardinals, the Fernando Tatis senior, and hit – two Grand Slam home <laughs> runs in the same inning.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. It,
0: it was against oh, the Dodgers. It, it was against the Dodgers, and I think Chan Ho Park was pitching for the Dodgers, and uh, Tatis Sr. tagged a couple of them and had a major league record eight RBIs in that one inning. So I can see where Junior gets that uh, – you know, reputation for hitting hitting home runs and grand slams, um, and uh hence the nickname Slam Diego, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yes, sir. It's gripping and ripping. I mean, we uh, count. already hit one grand slam before that and comes in running, yeah, I mean, runs in the family. looking we'll
0: can't Yeah, absolutely. No, they're fun to watch. Uh They picked up uh Clevenger from the – uh Indians uh, and and he should carry him uh, into the playoffs uh, very well. And having Garrett Richards and Chris Paddock and all those other pitchers, uh, they should be good. And what I like about the San Diego Padres is the fact that you got so many good young players tied up for a few years. So this this could be a pretty good run for the Padres. Absolutely, yeah. Yes.
1: Young, high energy.
0: And I see a lot of uh,
1: good camaraderie. I think it's good. Yep. Everyone gets along with each other. Um, I think everyone kind of messes. So I think uh, hopefully in the future, most of the trades are, you know, people coming into the organization just better that. I think uh, if we can hold on to a lot of this talent the next couple of years, who knows? We might maybe see some hardware work coming back this way.
0: Oh, that'd be nice. It's It's been a while since uh, the Padres have been in a – a world series and it would be really nice to to see that happen again uh in the near future so um yeah good luck with that i uh um certainly uh the padres and and mariners sharing a spring training facility there in, in peoria uh they're they're kind of a a favorite of mine it's a team that we get to see uh on a pretty regular basis when we're down there so um and then that big third baseman over there machado uh that guy's having a great oh, yeah. season this year as well. So, uh, absolutely. So they picked up. Uh, what's the guy's name from from the Red Sox, Mitch Moreland, right? First baseman.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't catch that one. Was that one of those right before the deadline pickups?
0: Yeah, they 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 did a lot of trading, and so Mitch Moreland, uh, first baseman. Uh, most of his career, I think he pay, played for the Rangers, but uh, most recently with the Red Sox. They picked him up, and uh, you've got Eric Hosmer over there at first base, so that's kind of a surprising one. Um, I, I, I guess Moreland becomes a little bit of insurance there for um, at, at first base or uh, DHing, which is uh, a thing even the National League teams are doing this year. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean, even – On top of that that position with first base, when Hosmer was down, we had uh, Jake Cronenworth stepping in. So I feel like we got that uh, that corner kind of stuck because Jake Cronenworth had a breakout first month. Um, Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what the uh, position slides. I'm sure one of them will slide to, you know, pitch hitter or DH roll. But
0: uh, it'll
1: be interesting.
0: What do you think about your uh, your new manager, uh, Chase Tingler?
1: Uh, I was skeptical at first, um, but I mean, I would say the proof is in the pudding this year, and I think he's done a pretty good job making sure the uh, the dugout mindset is in a good place. Um, you know, baseball's such a mental sport, um, so be able to make sure managing the team inside the dugout, outside of the facilities, as well as getting prepared to have a winning record. I mean, yeah, I think he's uh, done a pretty solid job. I think he's got a little bit more work to do and definitely uh, has a little bit of ways to go to really, like, solidify his place uh, with the organization. But so far, so good. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's it's, uh, when they hired him as manager, you know, we're all kind of scratching our heads thinking, who is this guy? (laughs) Where did he come from? but uh yeah. s- certainly he's off to a good start with a, I think 23 and 15 record so far and it looks like they're headed for the playoffs so you can't can't argue with results too much there. Um Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, so the Mariners of course are building and the the big seven player trade that they did with the uh the Padres here recently uh Austin Nola, uh, the catcher, came down, and Dan Altavia, uh, one of our hard-throwing relievers, got a good fastball and a, a good slider, and then Austin Adams as well, who's kind of coming off uh, a little bit of an injury, but he's he's a proven entity as well. And then the, the main feature that we got back was this young kid, this prospect by the name of Taylor Trammell, um do you know much about him?
1: I do not. Um I do think just seeing with how the trade deadline had worked out, um it seems like we had a lot of situations where we had more talent going out, uh number wise, where's talent coming in. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of just pays homage to our uh our minor league baseball team and we've been having one of the best minor league teams yep. uh, for the past couple of years now, and I think being able to actually farm that talent to the professional level and create that worth, and you know, bring it back in the organization with you know five going out, two coming in. Yeah. Uh, also, just gives credit to the you know Triple teams down there and double and single of
0: No, that's that's a good point, Bart. The uh, the Padres farm system is as healthy as as any team, and you know when you've got a healthy farm season and you're in a position to. Uh, to compete for for playoff wins, uh, yeah, some of those some of those prospects uh, go out for pieces, veteran pieces that are already proven entities. So, um, hopefully, it works out. I, you're getting some some good solid veterans with Nola, Altavia, and, and Adams. So, uh, hopefully, that works out for you. And uh, we'll be looking for the Padres to go far in the playoffs this year. Yeah,
1: absolutely yeah those dodgers are sure going to make a run tough but it, we're, uh, they are they're pretty 14. scary
0: <laughs> pretty pretty scary that's for sure but uh you never know the playoff is uh i mean it's a short period of time you got to be paying well you got to have some good pitching which the darn dodgers always have it seems but uh we'll see how it goes uh and uh So, Bart, tell me a little bit about your career in brewing. You've you've been in San Diego for a couple years. You're the innovation brewer down there. Tell me a little bit about your journey uh, towards uh, your passion for making great beer.
1: Uh, Yes, sir. So I'm going to run it back to uh, the college days. I went to college in Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, James Madison University, and going into college, uh, very ambitious and uh, driven. I thought I was going to be a doctor. Uh, came out first year realizing I was not uh, dedicated <laughs> to that craft. Uh, so started looking for other options. Uh, second year turned pharmacy. That also wasn't going to work. Uh, third year did some research science. Um, and that just wasn't me. And then senior year came around, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And, you know, my parents are hounding me. Um so I started looking for options and uh, I was actually born in San Diego, but moved when I was two, um, to Virginia. So I always gravitated towards San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, sure enough, a quick search of San Diego, I found a UCSD professional brewing program. Oh, well, I was like, you know what? I have nothing else going on. I'm going to go ahead and apply to this. Um, I, I biology, so my three requirements for the program were all met. Um, I was lucky enough to get in. Uh, however, it's, uh, you know, being one of the better brewing programs, I can't say enough about how awesome those guys were. And you know, learning from some of the you know original industry professionals, um, amazing program. Um, but you know, applied to the program, got in. There was a year-long wait list between when I graduated college to when I could start the program. So I graduated college. Moved back in with my parents for a year and got a job at Vosser Brewing Company in Virginia Beach. Um, It was just starting up to the point. Um, So I kind of helped. It was just the owner, which was a husband and a wife, and I was the assistant brewer. um, And I kind of helped them uh, in their first year. And then sadly, I did have to leave them for San Diego. Um, but yeah, as soon as I got out to San Diego, I was lucky enough to get a job at Coronado Brewing Company as a keg washer. And over the past four years, just slowly working up the ranks and, you know, I've done everything, keg washing, filling, bottling gang line into the cellar, and then production brewing. And I have now uh, weaseled my way over into our R&D facility, which is on Coronado Island. So I'm lucky enough to work in my own 10 barrel brew house with uh, a good bit of fermenters 10 and 20 barrel fermenters and i get to do a lot of the fun stuff so i can't express my gratitude toward the company enough it's been a good four years and i look forward to a few more yeah. many more, many more
0: no that's fantastic i i don't know how many brewers that we talked to on this podcast that started their career at a brewery as a keg washer <laughs> It's just amazing, yeah. and and it's just almost like there's this uh, pull uh, in these breweries with opportunity and growth, and uh, um, you just get you gravitate towards that uh, making beer and creating something different that uh, your customers uh, can sit down and enjoy with friends. So uh, it's that's an amazing story, Bart. And and hey, I mean. Uh, pharmacy brewer kind of the same thing isn't it
1: yeah yeah i'm uh, making people happy you know? but, uh, you know, uh, I, I like the I like the brewing industry a little bit more you know? i think yeah. gets a bad rap so I'll, I'll take the beer no one complains about beer
0: yeah no you guys uh if uh i w- i was down in uh your neck of the woods um visiting kelly Lormeyer, our our uh, uh sales rep down there in san diego Uh Couple years ago, uh, my alma mater, the Washington State Cougars, were playing in the Holiday Bowl, kind of back to back years down there, and uh, we did do a quick trip over to Coronado, and I just love the. Uh, I mean, your the name of your beer is Weekend Vibes. The vibe vibes you get when you go into your brewer is just it. it uh, brewery is just one that's uh, very welcoming, very relaxing, and uh, it's it's what a a craft brewery should be so congratulations on being part of a great team down there
1: yes absolutely i cannot give enough credit towards you know, it's, it's such a you know we have three locations in this business and so many different hats that different people are wearing and everyone just actually their job to a t and you know we always are striving to improve we just put up another mural on the outside of one of our buildings and yeah you know, we definitely uh if put the customer first and then make sure they enjoy the experience and make sure they're getting the good vibes.
0: No, that's what it's all about. Just, uh, that's what I miss about this uh, COVID thing. Uh, have you guys had to, uh, change course significantly, uh, with the COVID thing there in California?
1: Um, as far as production from our production side, um, we were able to run a pretty swift audible from, putting beer into kegs, uh, sort of putting beers into cans, and luckily enough, we have a a nice size canning line, and we've been able to keep up with our canning orders daily, you know, cans have been going out the window, Um, and then as far as the tasting room side, uh, like I said, we have three locations, but being down in sunny San Diego, we have Uh, Two of the locations that already had patios, outside patios, Mm -hmm. and then we took the parking lot location from the pub on the island and converted that to outside dining. Uh, So pretty swift audibles, and we have been able to keep customers coming into the tasting room. Uh, At the beginning, it was just beer to go. Now it's uh, customers coming in drink beer as long as they're eating food, and uh, who knows what the next couple months are going to bring, but... Uh, slowly getting back to a uh, side of normality, uh, but actually still
0: thanking our beer. Yeah, it seems like the world right now is just hungry for opportunities to build community, and, and you guys play such a big role in that, uh, the entire craft beer industry. And so we're, we're rooting for this thing to get over so we can get back to normalcy and enjoy our friends over a, a cold, uh, hop-forward beer. And uh sounds like you guys are uh, at a place where you're close to being able to do that and looking forward to that as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's fine. It'll be definitely a, a ways to go, but we're, we're getting there. As long as everyone can do their part and we can keep heading in the right direction, I think uh, we'll be able to share some frosty pints on the patio or even inside soon enough.
0: That's great. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the air here now and enjoy the rest of this weekend Vibes beer that you sent up. Bart, thank you so much for joining us. Uh good luck with the uh played off run. I know the Padres are gonna go far. Uh hopefully they can get over that uh that hurdle of the uh the neighbors you have just slightly to the north, those uh those doggone Dodgers and you guys uh do well. Uh but uh Best of luck with that, and uh, whether you're making beer or watching baseball, Bart, we wish you nothing but great hops.
1: Uh, I appreciate that very much. I look forward to smelling some Simcoe on Tuesday, and yeah, I know it's going to be top-notch coming from you guys. So Awesome. Uh, can't thank enough for all the hard work, that, and I uh, know it takes an army to make getting uh, the hops down here, you know, from the farms team and teams and everyone I thank you guys enough and you know, yep. hopefully we can share a pint uh indoors somewhere soon enough
0: well hearing comments like that uh that's the reason we exist that's our passion is helping you guys make beers great beer so you keep making great beer and we'll do our best to uh keep sending down great hops awesome i appreciate it all right take Cheers, care Bart. absolutely you see too. you soon